gives us free. Give us free. Your Honor, please instruct the defendant that he cannot disrupt these proceedings with such a... Give us us free! Give us us free! If we are to have any symbols of holiness... Give us us Unity and welcome my conscious and unconscious family and friends. This is the all new Black Village Community Podcast, and I am truly your host of the show, JC, aka Afro Black, dropping nothing but the raw and uncut. Without any fear, as I use my mic as a spear to chucka chucka you with liberated truth. I am your host and your native soldier in the struggle. My purpose and mission for this show is first to enlighten, inform, and engage. And I want to engage with all who claim to know the truth. All truth seekers and my native family, I welcome you. This show is dedicated to all our indigenous native ancestors and to all those who've carried the mantle of truth and to every person with the ability to throw off the chains of comfortable habit and unwarranted assumption and move in a new liberated direction that is guided by truth and observational evidence no matter where that direction may lead you my main objective and purpose here is freedom mind soul and spirit that being said Welcome to the Black Village Community Podcast and much love from our great universal goddess and mother of all living here and above. On police brutality with that line in the song, quote, and we hate the popo, want to kill us in the street,
Hey, 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 this is JC, a.k.a. Afro Black, and I am here with you for another delicious Indigenous Sunday. That's what I like to do. I like to come together with my people and talk about the things that we need to talk about because a lot of times we don't talk about it. So I'm here to talk about those raw and uncut things. That's what I do. I'm here to drop the raw and uncut here on the Black Village, here this delicious Sunday on the 29th. Yeah, people, this is April 29th, and I'm here to share the raw and uncut. So let me change it back and get things going with links before I get verbrate, before I start verbrating on things. Let me p- play something that we can verbrate to. Yeah, there we go right there. That, that you just, what you just heard in that intro, as always, I love that intro because I love Kendrick Lamar. And if you, I mean, if, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard that song DNA by Kendrick Lamar. But, you know, as I said before in a podcast before, if you've seen the video to the movie, you'll notice that, you know, he's sitting at a table like he's connected to a lie detector. And then he got Don Cheadle, the brother from Iron Man movie, sitting there with him verbrating. And then you next thing you know, you see Don Cheadle. But Don Cheadle is Chickasaw Indian. He's an aborigine. He's indigenous to North America. He knows this. He knows this. He was on that show with house nigga Louis Gates. And, the, you know, Louis Gates couldn't argue with paperwork. If you notice, if you've seen that that thing with Louis Gates and Don Cheadle, and he talking about his heritage, uh, Chickasaw Indian, his grandparents on the plantation. And, and man, come on. Let me get let that. I am here. This is JC. I'm not trying to get off the subject. I Let me get started. Because that's what we do here. I'm all about indigenous, aboriginal consciousness, awareness, and culture, and heritage, and history, and all that. I am an American Aborigine of North America. And my name is JC, a.k.a. for Black, and I'm here with you today to share this. You feel me? So we're going to, I got some videos, some audio, you know, last time uh, when I was, you know, doing a podcast the week before last, because I had some technical issues, I want to share with you some, you know, some information on um, a brother by the name of Jack D. Forbes. You know, he's an American writer and a historian, and he's a Native American who's told, you know, who wrote the book. Um, he wrote a book, I believe it's called, um, it's called, the name of this book is African Americans and Native American Slavery. And so I wanted to talk about that book as well as I want to get into the fact that I'm pretty sure a lot of brothers and sisters out there have heard that Bill Cosby has been convicted. You feel me? So I must, I, I have to verbrate on that. We interrupt this program to give you this special report. If you are not real, you may want to leave the room now. We are about to explode. About to explode. About to explode. supporters out there i don't want to focus on this subject because this is still the podcast subject which is a continuation the great aboriginal awakening and 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 yes i'm going to connect this to that as well as i'm going to get into information i'm going to share but i want to briefly talk about this update on brother bill as all the house negroes out there and fan negroes out there aka 
Abor- you know, AKA Negroes, indigenous aborigines who don't know that they are and those who do and don't care, that Bill Cosby is a factor of the American dream. He's a factor of the Euro-American dream. You feel me? You got brothers and sisters still out there saying the same thing. He's a black man being brought down. Bill Cosby brought himself down. He ain't did nothing for the so-called black community. He's done nothing for the so-called black. He gave the he gave the so-called black community a dream. A dream. And now he's living that dream. Because it's turned into a nightmare. And so I just want to touch on that. So I'm gonna leave that alone and go on. Uh, you know, I'm going to the next thing. I just had to let that go. I had to get out there and just air that out there. Update it. He's going to do 30 years. He's 80 years old. And he's going to do 30 years in prison. That's what he was given. 30 years. He's 80 years old. He's not even going to do that 30 years. We all know that. But uh, hey, he did what he did, and now he's paying the cost. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the the rooster came home to roost. And so, <laughs> like Malcolm said, you feel me? So let me continue this thing. Let me continue this thing. You know, as always, the podcast topic. And if you want to join me here at the Black Village Community Podcast, you can chime in. It don't cost you a dime. Just a bit of your conscious time. You can chime in at 857-232-0155. Again, that's 857 232 0155 and you need the conference key to get through the conference door to join me here at the village at the conscious table of truth you can time in at 947595 that conference code is 947595 now back to the podcast topic which at hand which is the great aboriginal waking it's time to wake up people it's time for the children of the ancient amerindians american amerindians to awaken to their true original cultural identity which is not across the atlantic or the pacific but right here on the very ground we were born america you feel me and not africa as we were told and brainwashed to believe let me interject this quote a quote by maya angelo and it goes like this and i quote this is by maya angelo uh the so-called great poet okay uh indigenous maya angelo aka (laughs) as they as she embraced before she even passed away the 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 artificial construct of african-american but really maya angelo was just as indigenous as any other brother and sister here in north america but i quote her and she this is her state this is a a little brief uh poetic quote from her i've learned that people will forget what you said People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Now, that quote bothered me. And the reason why it bothered me is because if you research indigenous people, if you in, if you research the indigenous aborigin, if you research indigenous so-called aka black Indians of North America and even South America, one of the most cultural things that they would do was pass down oral tradition orally now this is not because they didn't have writing this is not because they didn't make books and didn't write books because i want you to know indigenous north american indians wrote books indigenous north american aboriginal indians also not only wrote books but they also wrote down things to pass down to their children and their children's children so uh, the thing about it is that when the Jesuit missionary priests came here, they were they were making sure that they destroyed 
indigenous writings and indigenous books. So the thing about the oral teachings, it was important for young people. It was something that the clan mothers would do. The indigenous clan mothers would teach the children to make sure that they kept the traditions in their memory. Because see, documents can be destroyed. Papers can be, paper can be burnt. Parchment can be burnt. Or even deer skin can be destroyed and burnt. But your mind can retain, your mind, your psyche, your DNA can retain information and you can pass that down. So it was important for the clan mothers to teach the children their oral customs and traditions and practices are that our people practiced it, your practice. So when I listen to her say this quote, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Well, how you feel is a reaction of what somebody said or did to you. If you forget what that person did and what that person said, then how can you feel that way? But the thing about it, this is exactly what has happened to the so-called black community. The so-called black community don't know their indigenous culture. The so-called black American community don't know their indigenous heritage and their indigenous history because it was stripped from us. And those who did retain that information, like my grandmother and great-grandmother, only had fragments of their culture and their history. So they passed down what they could. But for the most part, through chattel slavery, our people lost their culture, their identity and history. And the white devil of America, the Euro-American, the Euro-white American did his best to erase culture, to erase heritage, to erase our indigenous history. And as a result of that, Maya can say this. She can say, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you which, how you make them feel. Because as a result today, black people, so-called black people, so-called black Americans, a.k.a. black Americans or African Americans, as they have labeled uh, so-called black people in America, but which we are really indigenous aborigines. As a result, if you look at the so-called black community, they operate in their emotions, as a result, because of the lack of knowledge, the lack of culture, the lack of, of self-awareness, they operate in their emotions. When you look at the young brothers in the streets, when you look at the hip-hop community, when you look at the stereotype that they've put on our indigenous women, they got us operating in our, em in our emotions without knowing, without knowing why, without comprehending and even knowing the truth and the root of what's going on. Before I get so deep into this, as I'm doing right now, don't let me share, let me continue this, okay? Um, um, I forgot I was going to play the Bill Cosby uh, uh, um, Inside Edition thing on Bill Cosby, but I'm not even going to go there with that. That's not necessary to go there with that because the podcast topic is not about Bill Cosby. But I do want to play this audio cast that I peeled off of YouTube, which is of a sister who have seen a number of uh, brother indigenous aboriginal brother Dane Calloway you know much love and one love to brother much love to brother Dane Calloway my indigenous aboriginal brother and she's seen a lot of his videos you know his videos are very informative very um, very documented very 
well formatted and organized. He put the very he puts together very good documentaries on indigenous uh, culture and heritage and the politics of what the system and what Euro Americans have done to our people. He does a very good job at putting that together and giving you the truth. And this sister have seen these videos and she thought it was important that her friends, anybody she know and don't know, go look and check out Brother Dan Calloway's videos. And obviously, I mean, when you see, I've seen, you know, when I looked at the YouTube video, I'm going to play the audio for you in in about a minute. I'm going to play the audio for you in a minute. But I just had to say this before I play the audio. When I watched the video, her YouTube video, which I made an audio of, when I watched her YouTube video, what what puzzled me was the fact that um, well it didn't puzzle me but it made me what I saw was the fact that the sister looked like she was kind of you know dressed up like she was a Pan African conscious conscious but Dane Calloway caught her attention made her look into herself and as a result she she's questioning you know what's up she's questioning and and that's a good thing. And so I'm going to play here. I'm going to play this video right quick. And as I say, the podcast topic is a continuation, a continuation of last week and the week before last, the great Aboriginal awakening. It's time to wake up people. Here we go. I'm going to play this video and I will return in just a second. If you don't know your past, your history, how do you know where you're going? We as African-Americans, we do not know our past. I was watching a video by Dane Calloway, and he is, his, his tag is, I am just here to make you think. I'm going to put it down in the description box below, and I'm going to put some pictures. You need to know who this person is. <laughs> Whoever this guy is, you need to listen to the information because he is done a lot of research that you don't find in textbooks that you won't find on the media that you don't find anywhere and we as a people have to work together um, the frustrating thing is first you think you're one thing and you think you came from here and then you find out that they've been lying to you and you actually come from there and then it's just so much stuff that it's it's so frustrating trying to figure out who you are just because they have literally hid all of your information. So anyway, I love listening to his documentaries. If you, as a black person, want to know who you are, really are, he has put the research in. in. We have, there, it's not on media, it's not in books. He has put information together. He's on YouTube. Um, he's also on Instagram too, but he's on YouTube and he's put a lot of videos. I actually was about to go to bed and I was in bed and I um, I said, I need to make a video because I need people, I, I, I need for anyone who's following me to make sure that they're definitely following them. I do not want anyone who knows of Tony who watches me and not know who this person is because I think that that's where we need to start tying together um, putting um, putting each other and helping each other out whereas we are working together to let people know who they are because that's what it's all about this is this you know especially even just me my channel is all about love it's all about black love it is really about 
women loving themselves for who they are in their hair and then in their nose. It is about black love. It is about loving my black man, my king. It is about love. It is about us being united as a people. That's what this is about. So follow him. There you go. That's the that's the audio cast I wanted to hear. The reason why I want to play that audio cast is because it is prevalent to my podcast topic, which is a great Aboriginal awakening. The sister is waking up. The sister is waking up and she's watching Brother Dan Calloway's documentaries, which are documentaries that prove that we are indigenous to North America, that black Americans, so-called black Americans, those who have accepted the Euro-American false construct of a false and not legal at all it's not legal by law and it's not legal by standing law in in, in america the so-called african-american identity this sister realized that that is not real she realized that that's a false identity and and if she doesn't realize that it's obviously starting to dawn on her for her to promote brother don brother um Dan Calloway's brother Dan Calloway's um, documentaries because brother Dan Calloway teaches the truth. Brother Dan Calloway teaches that so-called African Americans, so-called Black Americans, are actually American Aborigines, are Aboriginal Americans, aka Black Indians. And so, you know, for uh, any Pan African, even like myself, who woke up, you feel me? I used to be a Pan Africanist. You know, that's like I say, brothers and sisters are waking up. And speaking to that, I got my sister sitting here in the conference room. What's happening, sis? Can you hear me? Are you there? Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? I'm on my earpiece. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Did you hear that little audio cast right there, that sister? Yes, I was listening to it. Yeah, and, and I mean, she, she want people to, uh, she want people, now you've seen some, of, I've sent you some Dane Calloway uh, videos, haven't you seen some of them, did I send you some? Uh, I'm not sure. It's the Dane Calloway. He be talking about showing you that who we are and that we are actually indigenous to America. He be showing you documentaries, you know, video footage. He be, I mean, the brother shows very good documentaries. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got one called. He has one video called uh, "Who Am I? Who Am I?" Uh, You know, another video he got is called um, um, "Black Has No Standing in Law." has no standing in American law. I mean, he, I mean, the brother is very good at what he does. And he's also an educated brother. So, you know, I, I don't have the education. I'm, I'm self-taught. But this brother, you know, that to me, education don't mean nothing because the education that we're still speaking to is Eurocentric or Euro-American education system that really doesn't teach you the truth. But whenever you are educated by the Euro-American or Eurocentric American educational system and you see the flaws, you see the errors, you see the omissions, deletions, and alterations, that's an, that's a, that's an enlightened, a person who's been self-enlightened. Do you feel me? Who and I'm, you know what? I'm not yeah. gonna say. I'm not gonna just say self-enlightened because I know and you know, sis, that the spirit of the great mother, the spirit of the planet, the spirit of the cosmos, the spirit of the great mother, who they call Mont, or the who they also call um, matter, who they call, uh, you know, she is awakening, and I'm talking about the indigenous. Uh, mother, because we got to realize that you got brothers from Africa who have their indigenous 
uh, uh, spirituality. It's still all one great mother under one um, under under one umbrella. But but we gotta stick to our cultural parameters. Yet we can still unify with one another, still love and respect one another. But we gotta still. If I'm gonna talk about who I am, I gotta speak to my ancestors. I can't speak to somebody else's. And that's the thing that's going on right now within the so-called black community. So much confusion. Yeah, am I wrong, sis? No, you're not wrong. That we do, we do have to get uh, uh, familiar with our own ancestors because that's where our, our power relies. Because we are our ancestors. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you have to speak to that deity, that frequency, that that energy because that energy resides in you and only energy is familiar with like energy so it's very essential that you get to know your ancestor and where you where you from so you can know who you are so when you do need some information or need some uh quote unquote help and whatever you your situation is it's very essential to know your ancestors so you can get the information that you need in order to uh i will say vibrate on this low frequency dimensional 3d world yeah that's that's the wrong so it's good to know thyself exactly exactly and that's the thing about it living here in america and when i look at my grandmother and my great-grandmother my grandfather and my great-grandfather and so forth all the way back that's what's been withheld the information the cultural information the truth they've mixed lies with the truth and our people have verberated to the lies our people have embraced manipulation and assimilation and the cycle now repeats itself because when you accept something now you pass it down to your children now you pass it down to your family members now you passing that same i've done it when i was a christian i was passing down the white man's lies to my family and friends because i had accepted the lie when i was a pan-africanist i was passing down african lies which are still white lies to my people and my friends why because i accepted those lies i saw those lies as truth but that doesn't take away from the fact that they were still lies and this is the thing when you don't research yourself when you don't look for the truth yourself when you don't uh you know question things and analyze things and investigate things for the truth for the raw and uncut now you're open to accept whatever your emotions. Like I said, Maya Angelou's quote, again, her quote, which, you know, caught my attention when I read the quote. Okay. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget. For, make, people will never forget how you made them feel. And see, based on what you feel has to be based on what was said, what was done, the history, the truth oral tradition or culture that was passed down which is to never be forgotten we forget things because those things that's been taught to us is a lie we forget things because we're taught to forget things we forget things because we're not listening to embrace the truth we're not listening for the truth we're listening for what feels good and what's comfortable because that's what we've been taught we've been isolated we've been raped we've been abandoned we've been We've been mistreated. We've been walked on, talked on, you know. And as a result of these things, which is a, which is a systematic cycle within the so-called black community, without the truth being given to our women, 
because it's the women that feeds the truth to, to the children. It's the women who've been mostly done bad. It's the women who've been done the worst. It's the women who've been isolated, abandoned. It's the women who've been beaten and raped, robbed. It's the women who've been stripped of their of their culture, culture that they are to pass down to their children. And now they've been feeding us these African lies. They've been feeding us these falsities of identity. You got you got house nigga and uh, AKA. No, I ain't no AKA. You got you got house nigga and African uh, and also European Obama who wrote into law uh, May of 2016 before he left office, making everybody in America an African-American. And that's some bullshit. That is wrong, uncut bullshit. Uh, you know what? Let me. I got an, another audio cast I want to play right quick that's going to speak to what I'm talking about, and we shall continue. So just hold your thoughts, sis. Hold your thoughts. Check this out. Civil rights are for black or blacks. See, that, this is essentially the problem. And the Republicans what did, wait, don't, don't understand. Just say, what have we done to the immigrants? We owe black people something. We have a legacy of slavery. Immigrants haven't even been in this country. But you see, most of us are either immigrants or are the descendants of immigrants. And well, we understand everyone. that we understand, not everybody, there are Native Americans there. But we understand in this country, we understand in this country, and in this country, we understand in this country. And in the country, we understand in this country. Did you hear that? Closing. Did you hear that? She. This is now the person who I just played. That's Ann Coulter. She's an. She's. She's a, a, a extreme right wing. Right wing conservative. She's a white woman, and she's definitely for her white whiteness and culture. If you ever heard Ann Coulter speak, if you ever read any of her articles and writings and lectures. She's definitely, she's an elitist. She's a white elitist. She's a neocon right wing white woman who's all for her whiteness. But she was sitting there speaking the raw and uncut on the behalf of so-called AKA black people. And not one time did you hear her call black people immigrants. She called the immigrants immigrants. She said, why are we looking to immigrants? We owe black people. Did you hear her say that, sis? Right. How is this woman speaking? How is this right-wing, neocon, elitist white woman, why is she speaking on the behalf? Now, I know so badly they don't want immigrants or those who they call immigrants because Mexicans are not immigrants either. Mexicans are not immigrants. No, they're not. They're indigenous, of course, to Mexico. and But still, Mexico at one time was a part of uh, Turtle Island, which is now called North America, and Mexicans are a factor of the Spanish, French, and Indians fighting, and 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 also the Indians being subjugated to slavery. So, um, you know, because the white man has set all these so-called legal boundaries when he took over this land, you know, now they want to call you know my brown brothers uh, in, uh, immigrants, and they're not the real immigrants. We all know are white folks. They're the immigrants. They're immigrants. They want to say everybody in America is immigrants. That's a lie. No, they're immigrants. I'm not an immigrant. I'm not from Africa. My ancestors are from here, North America. My ancestors are from Turtle Island, which is now called North America. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, my great-great-grandmother, they were not Africans. And I, that bull crap about trying to make it seem like black people don't know who they are that's a lie Africans who were brought here if they were any at all brought here them motherfuckers knew they were Africans 
how can an African not know who he is just because he's a slave? Just because he can't tell nobody who he is, he still know who he is. <laughs> Come on, man. White people. I mean, black people. Black. Remember, we was talking earlier before the show, sis. Black people have been seriously dumbed down. I'm gonna say that again. I was one of them too. Okay, but I looked for. I was looking for truth, so I didn't stop searching. So even though I was dumbed down, I didn't stay down. Neither did you, sis. But. Black people have been seriously educated downward. Is that not true, sis? Yes, they have been reprogrammed to speak European. They have their uh, belief and their culture has been stripped away. So they basically fell into unconsciousness. And they have lost themselves spiritually and uh, physically for their culture, for their spiritual essence. They are operating under the the, uh, uh, the nature of the Europeans and which they go against and conflict with nature. So if you don't know yourself and you're running off of someone, one, some other program that has nothing to do with you, you know, that, since that puts you in a space of false, falsity. That means that you're running off of false programming that's in the subconscious which creates a lot of dis-ease in the physical mind and in the spiritual essence of your soul and in the physical body. So it's very important to get to learn and know who you are and start seeking the truth of who you are by reading and understanding your ancestors and where you came from and how how they formed and how they use healing herbs to heal to heal themselves and how they uh, stuck together as a family and how they took um, the, uh, our, our traditions and things like that are very important because then that gets you in uh, it uh, brings you uh, waking you up into your who you are and then once you wake up to who you are then you activate that DNA that's within your, your genetic code. So then you you become more powerful and you'll be able to have more control over your situation. You want, you're able to have more control over your mind, you know, so you can or will be able to rewrite the subconscious mind because everything is data. Everything is energy. Energy is information. Everything is coded within your DNA, but if you're asleep and you're not conscious of your who you who you are and where you came from, then you become what you call unconscious. And, and when you're unconscious and then anybody can come to you and tell you anything because you don't even know who you are and then basically lost. And when you're lost, then you know you don't know what direction to go. And so then you become lost, lost within yourself. I like how, I like uh, I like how you was talking about like exactly how we write our DNA. I mean, we the the, the system the the euro the Eurocentric white man has written are attempted to write and he's did a good job at it through chattel slavery of our ancestors and through a generation generational process of assimilation and oppression uh he's written it into our dna a lot of dysfunction which is in the indigenous aboriginals dna and this is what's causing our people to have a hard time to wake it up to wake up to the truth and so as a result you got black folks who will tell you in a minute i am conscious 
I am conscious, I am self-aware, then why don't you tra- care about your true cultural heritage? Why are you taking on a false identity? You know, how do you know it's false? Well, how do you know it's not false, nigga? Can you, can you tell me you got a cousin right now somewhere in an African country in the continent of Africa right now that you can make a phone call to? Can you tell me if, I, if, if the white man dropped you off in the middle of Zimbabwe, you can call a cousin somewhere in Nigeria to come pick you up? <laughs> you know? And so, but it's really, it's a trip. It's really a trip how it's impossible sometimes to get black people not to necessarily accept what you say, but to at least have a question mark in their own mind that they can like, think to themselves, hmm, hmm. You know, when you're telling them something, when you're dropping the raw and uncut conscious truth to them, instead of them debating it, instead of them arguing, arguing something they can't argue, debating something they can't debate, because they're the only ones that get in the end result are sitting there huffy puffy or, you know what, just shutting down and not caring. You know, just that question mark to say, hmm, you know what, let me look into this. You feel me? And that's what I don't understand. But I, I comprehend it from the from the from the position and from the standpoint of what you just stated. The DNA thing. That's where you know you see the reason why the process is so hard to come out of the Euro assimilation process. Uh, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's religious indoctrination. It doesn't matter if it's the fact that you know this person, this this uh this Aboriginal indigenous Aboriginal brother sister that you're trying to talk to just don't want to accept the fact that they're not African Americans. They want to accept the artificial construct that was given to them. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the fact that black folks have become slaves to the system because they don't question anything. They just accept They accept the process. And so, um, you know, that being said, let me, I, I want to touch on, you know, I want to share, this is a brother by the name of Jack D. Forbes. I, I, I wanted to read some of the article before I wanted to read some before um, but you know what before I read this uh, I want to play this again you know let me play this again right quick civil rights that are for black for blacks see that, this is essentially the problem and the republic what, what have we done to the immigrants we owe black people something we have a legacy of slavery immigrants haven't even been in this country but you see most of us are either immigrants or are the descendants of immigrants and well, we understand is. that we understand not everybody there are native americans there, but we understand in this country we understand in this country and in this country we understand in this country and in the country we understand in this country I just had to play that again. I mean, that's I mean, I couldn't believe it when I heard that's Ann Coulter, the one who speak up, who says Jesus is white. Well, she can't say that because her ancestors wrote that book. So, <laughs> so, but I was just tripping off of that. I was just tripping off of that. I had to play that one more time. I had to play that one more time, and uh, you know, to let y'all hear that right quick. But I want to read this right quick by this is by uh, um, a Native American historian. But his name is Jack D. Forbes, an American writer. Jack Forbes was an American writer, scholar, political activist who specialized in Native American issues. He's best known for his role in establishing one of the first Native American study programs. He is best known for his for his role in establishing yeah, the first at, at the University of California in Davis. So he's that's what he's known for. He's also known this book that I, I want to read from that he wrote titled Africans and Native Americans by Jack Forbes paints it. And this is um, this is this is a little, you know, brief, you know, summary of the book. Jack Forbes paints a very different picture of history 
than what most of us were uh, taught about the origins of black people in Western Hemisphere. Uh, we were taught that black people came from Africa and as slaves, uh, that the red Indian was the true Native American, and that white people took black slaves from Africa and stole the land, um, stole the land from the red Indian. This story is not but a giant fiction, a novel made up by white historians to deceive the masses about the original history and people of the Americas. Jack Forbes uses letters of Jesuit missionaries to prove that Negroes are black, so-called black people, were the first Americans. In fact, they were black and olive-toned people found in the Western Hemisphere, which are AKA black Indians. Okay, so I'm going to read an excerpt from his book. Okay, um, here's an excerpt from the book. Okay, for example, in 1519, it was said that the Brazilians, non so known, okay, that's I'm not gonna, that's the Brazilian language. It said, it was said, for example, in 1915, that the Brazilians, um, the same writer remarked that the Brazilians, canoe men, the canoe men, the men who made the canoes. He saw they were black, that they could have been taken for sailors on the sticks of hail. The author continued his comments on the appearance of the Native Americans in North America from Jesuit letters. In 1524, in the Carolina coast, people were said to be of dark color, not much unlike the Ethiopians. The terms Negro and Indos were used interchangeably to describe the natives in the journal of early missionaries who could not have possibly been referring to Africans. In 1549 through 1565, the letters of the Jesuit missionaries in Brazil usually addressed the colleagues of Portugal or Spain, frequently re frequently referring to the American, uh, re the American natives as Negroes. In April of 1549, Miguel de Noberga, uh, the leader of the Jesuits, addressed a letter from Baja to Simoa Rodriguez in Negres. He said this. This is what he wrote. He said, a lot of the children by the said so-called black women, the Jesuit fathers called the American women living with the Portuguese men negras, a term which according to this missionary could not have denoted people from Africa because in 1549 there were few or no African women in Baha'i. Nevertheless, this Jesuit uses the word Indo when he uses the word Indo or Indian when referring to the in the indigenous women when he called them black women or negro or indo, indo he called them indo women when africans are referred to in the jesuit letters they are always called negro de new guinea or blacks of new guinea to distinguish them from negroes from native america they called the native american negroes blacks or the blacks of the land of, of, of the blacks of america or negros are the negros of Americana. So, did you hear that, sis? Basically, when the yeah. Jesuit priests came over here into North America, they saw dark-skinned Indians to them that looked like Africans, but they were not Africans. You feel me? So, mm -hmm. we was always here. We've always been here. And the white man knows this. You feel me? The white man knows this. 
So that's um, that is an excerpt from uh, Jack D. Forbes. He was a Native American writer, historian, activist, and so forth. Also, um, any first, any other comments I want to, and I want to mention anything you want to add to that, sis? Anything that surprises you? I also wanted to talk about before you say anything. I want to also comment on the fact that. Uh, I want to mention um, a Native American prophecy, which is called the seven. Um, it's called the seven prophet, the seven fire prophecies. Um, I wanted to talk about that as well, um, because you know, black people are very spiritual. We, I'm, you're very spiritual. I'm a spiritual person, and uh, you know, we and black people has embraced the white man's religion. This is all a part of the assimilation process. Doesn't matter what it is, you know, in the society. Just you know, living every day, waking up every day, going to work, getting in your car, making your coffee. That's all a Eurocentric process that we've embraced. But that does not mean that we still cannot embrace our true cultural identity. You feel me, sis? Right, right. We can still live by our culture, you know, and we can start, you know, at the smallest thing as, you know, maybe find out what did our ancestors eat? How did they form? You know, how did they... Uh, pray to the great mother, and, you know, and, and just take baby steps because, you know, sometimes we can be so lost in our own subconscious mind of, of the program until you, you don't know where to begin to even start, and then we get kind of discouraged because we feel like, hey, there's no Native Americans around here that I can identify with, or there's, I don't see anyone that's doing this, so we kind of like, you know, did detach from our own culture due to other, you know, our surroundings, you know, but it really starts with self, you know, we have to start somewhere and, you know, the best place to start is with yourself, you know, and start, I know I'm going to start doing it, I'm going to start, you know, because I'm a very spiritual person and I'm always in the cosmos and in the different dimensions and things like that, you know, so I'm kind of guilty of not, you know, embracing, you know, my culture, uh, getting really into um, learning a lot of things, but I know that a lot of things that I do comes natural, and then, you know, and I listen to my brother speak on our on our culture, and I'm like, okay, I, I do that, I do that, you know, because a lot of things are encoded in our DNA, and once you become conscious and you begin to wake up, your DNA, it alerts your DNA and your DNA begins to wake up and that's within you start begin to come out. Because it's already within you, you just have to wake up to what, you know, to, to your uh, spiritual being. And then when you begin to hear, like when I begin to hear you talk about our culture and who we are, you know, it, it, wakes, it, it, it wakes up my DNA. And then some things I do, you know, naturally, not even thinking, it's just, you know, it's just it's how I do things. And come to find out, hey, our ancestors, you know, did the, you know, did self-healing. Our ancestors, you know, knew about alchemy, cosmic, uh, 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 astro, uh, uh, um, astro, uh, I'm sorry, astronomy. And are a lot of things that I'm learning that have to do basically with the unseen is already you know, encoded into my physical being, you know, which is, you know, my, uh, uh, who I, who I'm originally is, my, my ancestors, Native Americans, 
you know, as long as I know I'm Cherokee and Wapaw. Is that Wapaw? Choctaw. Cherokee, Wapaw, and Blackfoot. Yeah, Cherokee and Choctaw. And yes. let me also share with you the fact that, um, you know, um, there's more. I'm going to share more on coming podcasts of indigenous um, I'm gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about indigenous spirituality. I'm gonna mention um, the goddesses, the, the goddesses within our that our indigenous woodland ancestors um, paid homage to the, the 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 female deities. Their deity, their main deity, was a feminine female deity, not a masculine patriarchal uh, male god deity, like uh, the Plains Indian that uh, honors. They honor. They call their god the great father, uh, the father, or they try to say the great spirit, but you talk to him they refer to him also sometimes as the father but i'm gonna get more into that as well okay um but i wanted to share also before we get off the air um the it's called the ray i mentioned i said the um what did i call it i said the seven fire prophecies no i ain't messing with that that's some actual you got some um you got a you got a group of um christian indians out there that's constantly trying to blend indigenous us uh um history and indigenous spirituality and they make it into religion because they want to try to blend it with christendom and that's that's full of shit that's bullshit raw and uncut you know this is my show i'm gonna tell it like it is this show is ain't for little children this show is for our uh indigenous adults to teach our children but i'm going to give it to the indigenous adults raw and uncut okay now um there was prophecy that went forth many 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 years ago when this was Turtle Island, before it became uh, European America, okay, before it became Rome, before it became Babylon, this was at one time indigenous Turtle Island. And I want you to know, sis, if you, if, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this or not, but women, the clan mothers, this great mother spoke through the clan mothers. The great mother spoke to them and told them what was going to happen before it happened, before the white devil came over here, okay? And I want to read some of this of what was said back then. Okay, now you got people out there saying that the ra- it's called the rainbow prophecies. You got people out there saying, "Oh, the rainbow prophecies aren't real." You got white folks out there in ignorant plains, Indian Mongoloid Indians out there, aka whitewashed five dollar Indians out there, trying to discredit this as well. But I did the research on it, and it is definitely, um, it was definitely um, oral tradition that was passed down that. Um, that let me just read this. So check it out. It goes like this. This is by this came. This was a prophecy that first came to the uh, the Cree nation or the Cree, the tribe of the Cree people. Okay, and um, let me turn down my uh, thing by Tupac right quick. Let me just. I'm gonna read this without Tupac in the backdrop. It goes like this. It says last um, last century, an old wise woman of the Cree Indian nation named Eyes of Fire had a vision of the future. She prophesied that one day, because of because of the white man, or what they called him in their language, Yoneges, greed, there would become a time when the earth being ravaged and polluted, the forest being destroyed, the birds will fall from the air, the water will be blackened, the fish being poisoned in the streams, and the trees would no longer be. Mankind as we know it would 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 all but cease to exist there could come there would come a time when the keepers of the legend stories cultural rituals and um cultural culture rituals and ceremonies 
and all the ancient tribal customs would be needed to will be needed to restore us to health, making the earth green again. They would be mankind's key to survival. There will be warriors of the, they will be warriors of the rainbow. There will become a day, a, a day of awakening when all the people of the tribe would, 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 uh, would form a new world of justice, peace, freedom, recognition of the great spirit. The warriors of the rainbow would spread these messages and teach all people of the earth, teach them how to live the way the great spirit. They would tell them of how the world today has turned away from the great spirit. And that is why our earth is sick. The warriors of the rainbow would show the people that this ancient being, the great spirit is full of love and understanding and teach them how to make the earth beautiful again. These warriors would give the people principles of principles or rules to follow to make their path light with the world. These principles would be those of the ancient tribes. The warriors of the rainbow would teach the people of the ancient practices of unity, love, understanding. They would teach the harmony among the people in all four corners of the earth. The tasks of these warriors of the rainbow are many of are many and great. There will be terrifying mountains of mountains of ignorance to conquer and they shall find prejudice and hatred they must be dedicated unwavering in their strength and strong of heart they will find willing hearts and minds that will follow them on this road returning returning mother earth to beauty and plenty once more did you hear that sis yeah, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. And I didn't even finish. There's a, there's another part to it right here, too. I mean, this this part right says, the day will come. It, it is not far away. The day that will the day that we shall see how we owe our very existence to the people of all the tribes that have maintained their culture and heritage. Those that have kept the rituals, stories, legends, and myths alive. It will be with the it will be, be it will be with this knowledge, the knowledge that they have preserved that we shall once again return to harmony with nature, Mother Earth, mankind. It will be with this, that knowledge, that we shall find our key to our survival. Did you hear that? That oh, is, that, yeah. that, nice. that that ain't no joke. You feel me? That ain't no joke. That's it letting really you know. They talk, about, they talk about the white man tearing up the planet. And it's going to take indigenous people. It's going to take indigenous people to bring it back. Now, that was just an overview of a prophecy that came through a clan mother many, many years ago. Remember, he said her, she was from the Cree, Cree Indian Nation, and she was called Eyes of Fire. Now, I also got the breakdown in detail of the prophecy because the prophecy goes much deeper than that, than what I just read to you. I want you to know that. The prophecy go way much deeper than that, okay? It breaks down. The prophecy actually breaks down. You got the first prophecy. You got the third, well, the fourth. You got the first prophecy, the second prophecy, the third prophecy, and the fourth prophecy, okay? Now, I didn't want to read all the prophecies in detail because that'd be too much information to read and I ain't got that much time. But I did want to read the fourth prophecy, okay? So, let me read this fourth prophecy right quick, Okay? Before our show is over, 
Let me get to this right quick. Let me scroll down right quick. The fourth prophecy goes like this, okay? Let me turn Tupac off a bit for a minute, okay? Here's the fourth prophecy. You will know the future of our people by the face of the light-skinned race. Where, excuse me. You will know the future of our people by the face the light-skinned race wears. If they come wearing the face of brotherhood, then there will become a time of wonderful change for generations to come. They will bring new knowledge and articles that can be joined with the knowledge of this country. In this way, two nations will join to make one mighty nation. This new nation will be joined by two more so that the four will will the four will form the mightiest nation of all. You will know the face of the brotherhood if the light skinned race comes carrying no weapons. If they come bearing only their knowledge and a hand and a handshake, beware if the light skinned race comes wear, uh, wearing the face of death. You must be careful because the face of the brotherhood and the face of death look very much alike. If they come carrying a weapon, beware. If they come, if they come in suffering, they could fool you. Their hearts may be filled with greed for the riches of this land. If they are indeed your brothers, let them prove it. Do not accept them in the total trust. You you shall know that the face they wear is one of death. If the rivers run with poison and the fish become unfit to eat, you should know them by these many things. Did you hear that, sis? Did you hear that? Wow, yeah. That yeah. was a prophecy. Our people should have known not to trust these pale-faced devils. Do you feel me? Right. right. Our people should have known. So what happen? Like, wow. What happened with the what our indigenous ancestors like? They were spiritual. Seems like they were seen it. Well, let me say it like this though. Whenever you like, like when I was reading that 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 little um, excerpt by Maya Angelou, when you forget what was told to you and you only remember how it made you feel. Do you feel me? When you remember, when you when you forget what was told to you, when you forget what was said, and the only thing you remember is how it made you feel. How long you think that feeling is going to stay with you? Eventually, you're just going to forget altogether. Do you feel me, sis? Right. And that's what happened to our people. That's what happened to our people. Obviously, they did not keep in mind this prophecy. Do you feel me? Mm-hmm. They trusted the white man. Something has to, something has to go wrong within the tribe, and something has changed in order for them to accept or let in the enemy, in the enemy, and not knowing it by its by its, its energy or its spirit that they must have been disconnected from spirit or the great mother and on some level. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what they disconnected themselves from. They disconnected themselves from listening to the clan mothers. They disconnected themselves from listening to the women. When the women are actually uh, the spiritual teachers, the women have always been the spiritual leaders of the clan. They stopped listening. They started following after Mongoloid Indians. They started following after. They started making treaties with the white man, trusting the white man. White man was giving them things they had never had before, like alcohol, like guns, like weapons. You know, our indigenous people didn't know what gunpowder was. They had never seen gunpowder. You know, remember, indigenous people are not destructive. You got you got ignorant black people thinking, oh well, the white man gave them something that was technological because they were primitive. No. 
know our people, indigenous people, are not about destruction. The white man is about destruction. He destroys stuff. Everything he touched, he destroy. Everything he makes, it doesn't it doesn't last long. It fails in the end. And so it was wrong, just like it was wrong for the indigenous African to trust, uh, you know, the very people he kicked out of Africa who was once black and then they turned white. He let them come back. And he shouldn't allow them to come back. The, our indigenous uh, warriors shouldn't have never sat down with the white man if they weren't going to accept the clan mothers and they weren't going to accept the women. Do you feel me? I, I'm going to get in, yeah. yeah. I'm going to get into that on another podcast. I got information, uh, historical information. I'm going to read these books. I'm going to read this information where it talks about when the white man first encountered um, our people. A prime example when they first encountered the Cherokee tribes. When he first encountered the Cherokee tribes, the white men couldn't deal with the fact that there were clan mothers that were right there by the side of those men. Because, see, the white man wanted to speak to the chiefs. The mothers didn't have no problem with the chiefs talking to the white man. But the chiefs was not going to talk to the white man without the clan mothers because the, the chiefs got their insight, their wisdom, and they got their validation from the clan mothers. Those chiefs did not make any valid decisions without the clan mothers giving their so-called, I'm not going to say blessings, but I'm going to say, because see, when you say blessings, you're talking about be less. I'm not being less. But they was not going to get their, they was not going to make a valid decision or a concrete decision without the validation of the clan mother saying you may you may continue yes you may do that because if the clan mother told that chief no don't trust that pale-faced devil that chief did not trust that pale-faced devil matter of fact if the clan mother said this is a setup let's kill these white motherfuckers the clan the, the chief and the warriors would kill would have killed all them white motherfuckers but it didn't happen that way because the white man did not want to do business unless he spoke only to the chief. And so to keep the peace, to keep the peace and to continue with uh, treaty negotiations, they started kicking the clan mothers out of the meetings. And the chiefs was doing this and the, the mothers was allowing it just to continue the peace process. But this was all manipulation by the white devil. So we'll get into that on another time, on another day. As always, this is the Black Village. This is JC, aka Afro Black, and I am here with you. As always, dropping the raw cut here on the Black Village. You can always chime in. It doesn't cost you a dime. Just a bit of your conscious time to join me and my sister, my sister Divine, Divine Osha, Divinity Osha, at the Divinity. Conscious Divinity Osha. Osha. Let me correct that. Let me say that right. Divi- at the con- Divinity Osha. Divinity O'Shea right here at the Conscious Table of Truth. You can chime in. It doesn't cost you a dime. Just be your conscious time at 857-232-0155. Again, that's 857-232-0155. You need the conference key to sit down with us in the live chat room to talk with us at the Conscious Table of Truth. You need that. That's 947595. Again, that's 947595. That's the conference code. And we will be back next delicious Sunday. And I will be continuing our discussion. Sis, you got anything you want to add? Uh, you look, just part, impart your wisdom, impart your divine wisdom to these Pan-African Negroes, these religious uh, Negroes, and don't, I'm not, I don't mean that, let me rephrase that, I don't mean that in a negative way, okay, because see, I was an ignorant Negro at one time too, but to our people out there who are dysfunctioned, 
their psyche, their their psyche is dysfunction. They 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 you know their third eye is bringing things into reality because of the dysfunction of their mind, and they they as a result they're sick. Their their DNA is is restructured and 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 deformed, and as a result, our people are sick. You feel me? So impart your words before we get the, get up out of here, sis. Okay, uh, foremost, I like to say to uh, to always seek truth uh, and to remember that, you know, we die through the lack of knowledge and know that you are your ancestors, we are natives, we are not Africans, we are Indians, and we must seek knowledge, but we will not perish. And to know that love is the key to every situation. And I have to agree. I, I agree totally. Uh, the great mother speaks to my sister all the time, just like the great mother, spirit mother speaks to my, my queen. My wife has not joined me um, since I've been back on the air. And that's because my queen is a hardworking woman. She works. She has to be at work at 4 a.m. and sometimes 5 a.m. in the morning. So she's always exhausted. But. You know, when she's ready, she'll be back. You know, when she when, when she feels that it's necessary for her to come back on the air, she'll join me. But until then, the great mother has blessed me with my sister, Divinity Osha. And so we will be back. And we would definitely not be black because nobody's black. We are Aboriginal indigenously. You feel me? So exactly. When I say black village, that's a metaphor. I don't use that literally. It's a metaphor. For what? Meaning that we are many colors. And you put all those colors together in one, you got nothing but matter, blackness. You feel me? So on that note, we will be back and uh, next week, and we will be dropping the raw and uncut, as always. And let me say this before I head up out of here. I must, you know, I, I got a real bad habit of playing things that I think that people need to hear. And so I'm going to play this right quick before I head up out of here, as always, because it's the raw and uncut truth. Here we go. Right, so all these achievements that we ascribe to African-Americans, these achievements by Native Americans who had to take on the identity of being African-American because they was hanging us. But you think they was hanging people because they was Africans. Africans just want to go home. Nigga from here want to take his shit over. 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 And on that note, I'm going to head out of here. As always, may the great mother bring us together under the wings of her peace and her love and her unity. And as always, I love chicken. So I love peace and chicken grease. I got to go. Again, the sound the engine in is like a bird. You see fireworks and coffee tires skirt the boulevard. I know how you work, I know just who you are. See, use a, use a, use a bitch. Your hormones probably switch inside your DNA. Problem is, all that sucker shit inside your DNA. Daddy probably snitch, heritage inside your DNA. Backbone don't exist, burn on side a jellyfish I gauge. See, my pedigree most definitely don't tolerate the front. Shit I been through probably offend you. This is Barla's oldest son. No murder, conviction, burners, boosters, burglars, ballers, dead, redemption, scholars, fathers, dead, with kids, and I wish I was fed, forgiveness, yeah, 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 soldier's DNA, born inside the beast, my expertise checked out in second grade, when I was nine, on sale motel, we didn't have nowhere to stay, at 29.